Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. I'm your, one of your co-hosts, Val, and uh, the amazing Jason. Good morning, Val. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's a, it's a great day. We had uh, not only Talladega, uh, but we got picked up by iTunes. So uh, all the new folks listening from iTunes, welcome. Uh, this is a podcast um, about NASCAR trading cards, a little bit of NASCAR, a little bit of collecting. Uh, we've both been collecting for quite a bit of, to- of time. So um, if you're new to the hobby, uh, you know, we have some maybe tips that you haven't thought about to help you uh, in your collecting, just not with NASCAR, but uh, whatever sport you're doing. So um, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's talk about Talladega and um, Chase Elliott wins Talladega. That's amazing. Um, amazing for a couple reasons. First, it's not a Ford. It, was a Ford. it wasn't a Ford winner, and was it a uh, Joe Gibbs Toyota. So um, that was really cool. And then Chase Elliott from uh, Dawsonville, Georgia, right, I'm not say right down the road, but not very far from uh, Talladega. I've been to Talladega. That is a really big track, and uh, it was really cool to see. Um, uh, you know, he he being Chase uh, was the 2018 uh, most popular driver. So he, um, I think they said, I don't know, some kind of statistic where the last 20 years it's either been Dale Earnhardt Jr. or an Elliott, either Bill Elliott or Chase Elliott. So uh, NASCAR fans love him. So, and I'm sure you've uh, you've heard of uh, Chase Elliott there. Jason. Yeah, and I thought actually it was earlier than this, but um, you know his rookies are 2011, so that's eight years ago. But I feel like somebody told me way long time ago, maybe before 11, before 2011, that he was going to be the next great driver, and uh, that he signed through the mail to try to get him through the mail. I know that's something we talk about a lot, um, but. You know, it's weird to finally seeing finally seeing it uh, come to fruition. I guess. Yeah, he, um, you know, with his dad being a Hall of Famer and and coming up, and I've heard stories about him uh, coming up the right way. You know, going through racing dirt and everything else, and not really had anything handed to him. Um, he was in the 2011 uh, Wheels el- Element set, and he's real young uh, in that. And uh, I actually started following him. I guess it was back in 2013, maybe. So I, I um, just got this vibe that he was going to be really good, um, and started buying up some of his cards. Um, and then I saw on eBay one day they, they showed a picture of of uh, Chase Elliott as a baby. And I was like, what? And uh, yeah, so '97, um, uh, he was in the Pinnacle Racers Choice. Uh, Bill Elliott's holding him. And then uh, Press Pass actually included him in a, uh, an issue, and he's sitting in his dad's car. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then to not to get off the subject, but, yeah, he does sign through the mail. If you send it to Dawsonville, you don't want to send it to um, uh, Hendrick Motorsports. They get inundated. So you kind of, you know, backdoor, um, uh, send it to uh, Chase Elliott in the Dawsonville address. So. Uh, and I've sent it through through the mail and and got him actually to sign some of those. So, um, so yeah, you were right, Jason. So I'm going to ask a question. You know, it's not something we 
prepared for ahead of time, but I want to kind of ask and see what your opinion is. He's 23 years old. He'll be 24 in November. You know, and his card that you're talking about, the 97 press pass where he's a kid, you know, he's probably two years old, roughly somewhere in that age range. I'm assuming there's no way that people consider that his rookie card. They're going to wait until the 2011. But even so, the 2011 card, he's, you know, 16 years old, give or take. Um, does that ever bother people, or does that, you know, does that just come with the territory uh, with racing? You know, it seems like there are cards of drivers at a younger age than there are in other sports. Uh, the closest would be baseball, but, I mean, usually or basketball and football, they're at least 18, 20 years old. Um, does that ever worry people, or is that just, like, prospecting because they're so young? Um, you know, I think at the time it's a nice oddity or whatever it is, and you never know, you know, what's going to happen. And I guess for a collector, the diehard, excuse me, the diehard collectors will want to get some of that stuff. I think the 97 press pass is the one that I thought was really cool because they actually have some verbiage on him. So in the 97, I've actually, um, uh, bought some of those sets and that, each driver has a card, and then they have a card of the car. And so in Bill Elliott, they used the picture of Chase inside the car, and then they put a caption on it as well where, um, you know, it says Chase Elliott looks right at home um, as he tries uh, at his dad's Ford Thunderbird, and could the heat, could this be a glimpse at a 21st century NASCAR champion? So, I mean, you know, like setting it up, and then, you know, he, not that he's nowhere near a champion, but, you know, last year, I was telling, I think I was telling you before, I was somewhat of a Chase Elliott, I mean, a Chase Elliott fan. I've been following him, I guess, since 2013. But last year, you know, he got three wins at the back half of the year, of the season when uh, right. the Chevys were having some issues. You know, I remember, and I'll never forget it because I was getting off the plane from the National that Sunday, and I turned on my phone after I get out of the plane. It was like, wanted to check the race results and chase only one. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I missed it. So, uh, I had to get a, a copy of, uh, the Watkins Glen and watch it. So, um, so he, you know, he won one of the stages and then won the race. So he's got one, one win. Uh, he's definitely moved up in the ranks. So, uh, you know, Hendrick's got 14, four cars. And so, you know, not necessarily they all get the same amount of money and the same amount of equipment and stuff like that. There's probably minimal difference, but he's definitely, you know, the pecking order. So I would imagine Chase is the top dog now at Hendrick and Jimmy's kind of fallen some. And not only was, you know, maybe think of it. So Chase came in first and then Alex Bowman came in second. So Hendrick had some, uh, some good cars there at the, at Talladega. So you were talking about, uh, 2011 and 2011 is interesting. Um, so he has a base card, uh, number 99. Um, so wheels elements was a series that they put out for a couple of years. Press pass was not really good at putting out stuff for numerous years. You know, press pass base was every year, but they tried different things. So I think there was 2009 element was the first year and they had some rookies in it. And that's where you get Austin Dillon's rookie and stuff like that. And then 2010, was Trevor Bain and, and some of the other ones. And then so the 2011, so like the last five cards, I guess, are the rookies. 
And so Chase Elliott's number 99. Um, and then there's some parallels. So you had like a green parallel, and that was in the hobby boxes only, I believe. And then you had the red, and that was in like the Target and Walmart, I think, the blasters. Um, there's a purple. I don't remember what the run was for those. But the black, so the interesting about uh, Chase Elliott, the 2001-2011 element, is that there's autographs in there of the undiscovered elements, and those are those uh, five drivers, right? It's, um, I think, Cole Witt's one, um, Larry McReynolds' son, uh, Brandon McReynolds, um, uh, Chase. Uh, there's a couple other ones here. And they're numbered to 225 and also red to 25, and the only way to get those are in the silver packs in the hobby boxes. So each hobby box will have a silver foil pack, and it's only one card, and it's either one of those undiscovered element autographs or a black parallel, and those are numbered to 35. Uh, and you get about um, – I opened a case, and I think it was either – three or four autographs, and the rest are the black parallels. So um, this is one of those things why, where you only hear it here. Uh, nowhere else in the, in, the, uh, in the podcast world where you hear about this kind of stuff. Um, so to get those Chase Elliott um, autos, you have to get the, uh, the hobby boxes, and they can only come out of those foil XO. Well, and, you know, we talk about the rookie cards all the time, and, the uh, the inexpensive pricing of a lot of them for the base cards, of course. Um, this 2011 wheels, I mean, you're pushing three fifty, three dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> That's one of the most expensive ones, uh, at least of, of the that we've talked about. Yeah, that's why I love NASCAR. You know, the the cards. Um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with the. Uh, with 350 for Chase Elliott, like I said, he's kind of the top dog at Hendrick. Uh, he's won three uh, the, on the back half of last year. He's got his first win this year. So, um, you know, long term, uh, you know, I think uh, yeah, like he's most NASCAR's most popular driver. So, um, yeah, you, you can't go wrong. Now, the autographs are a different story. Um, like I said, they're only numbered at 225, and then the Reds are at a 25. So uh, I don't know if they pop up as much. They used to go oh, – I know we'll talk about checking my cards, but I, one time I picked one up for $30 at checking my cards and then had it mailed home and then put it on eBay for 100 and something and sold it. So, uh, you know, that was back, uh, back in the day there. But um, I don't think you can go wrong with the wheels. And then it's also that uh, – I guess it's not – it doesn't have a heavy gloss on it or whatever, so – uh, they're good to get autographed too. So I've got a couple of those uh, autographed by him. And actually, on a side note, he, when he raced, he raced for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Motorsports. Actually, sent a card off to there, and they actually put the little sticker over the autograph. I thought that was really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we really talked about it, but press pass and some of the other ones when. They signed Jeff Gordon. Um, they would sign. They put this little hologram sticker on it with a, a uh, some kind of number or whatever that showed that it was like a legitimate signature or whatever. So he, I think he was with Junior for one year, one or two, and he actually won. 
Xfinity Xfinity Championship. Uh, I think when he it was 2014. So, but uh, they um, and one thing I like saying he's from Dawsonville and um, you know they have uh, like I think they call it the Sirene. There's a, a pool room up there um, that they blow the Sirene, the siren every time Bill Elliott won. And then so now that every time Chase wins, they do it as well. So that was blaring Sunday. So that's pretty cool. That's a neat little tradition. Uh, something I had never heard of. So it's a neat little tradition to find out about. Yeah, Dawsonville is one of these places where they ran a lot of moonshine. I've listened to some pod, uh, some read some books and um, stuff on tape or whatever. And Dawsonville, um, before NASCAR, not to go into too deep, but before NASCAR, there was you know uh, stock car racing, and um, really the first team ever to come out. As a, and as a team, was from Dawsonville, and it was um, uh, Lloyd Say, and um, oh my God, I don't know, I forget his name. It'll come to me. Um, but they were out of Dawsonville, so Dawsonville is is has uh, you know a deep history of moonshine, and moonshine also with racing and and stuff. So um, it, it's pretty cool. They actually have their own museum up there as well for racing. Um, um, Sosby was one, and um, oh, um, Parks, Raymond Parks was the team owner. So, um, and Roy Hall was the driver, uh, and then also um, Red Byron was you know was driving. He's not necessarily from Dawsonville, but he he drove for Parks. Uh, he was our, the first NASCAR. Uh, champion when NASCAR officially came in. So that's too much history right there. I'm sorry about that. Um, but um, so to celebrate, you know, uh, us getting on uh, iTunes and stuff, I thought uh, if you listen to this podcast, we're going to do um, – I'll have um, uh, check the NASCAR radio Twitter feed. I'll have, um, I'll have a giveaway for there. But if you mention Dawsonville, uh, if you're selected as a winner, I've got a uh, – a 2019 Donruss Optic signed by Bill Elliott. So um, you'll get both whatever the giveaway is that I'll find and then the Bill Elliott. So we appreciate everybody listening and stuff. So um, let's get on to uh, the other winner. So the Xfinity was Tyler Reddick. Um, He won uh, the Xfinity race, and um, he also was the Xfinity champion last year. Uh, he's one of these guys. He's running for um, Richard Shiver Racing, which was interesting because he was with JR Motorsports last year, and um, and he kind of switched teams. So I don't know what happened with um, sponsors or whatever it was, but um, he uh, he changed teams and uh, he won it at uh, Talladega. So uh, his rookie's um, in 2016, I believe, right? He. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, he has 2016 stuff. Um, doesn't look like. Let me double check because I did check out my cards and then I did rookie year and it gave me 17. Uh, but yeah, he's got a lot of 2016 stuff. Um, certified torque. Got some prism. He's got autographs. He's got the whole. They're they're running the mill. Uh, for uh, his rookie cards, so and a relic from Torque, so he's got it all. Yeah, 
Yeah, in PRISM, he only has signatures. Um, in Certified, he has a base. Um, Torque, he's got a base. So he's just in those two, I guess. I will say, though, uh, like you were just saying, he's only got autographs and a couple things, but um, at least from what I've seen, uh, he does have the base in Certified. But looking like it, check out my cards. Um, it's all parallels. There's no base. Yeah, I have to send those in. <laughs> I bought all those certified so, sets. I need to send them in. That's true. You probably have enough to unload a few few cases worth, huh? Well, I think I was telling you. I don't know what. Um, I saw them for five dollars. The 2016 certified for five dollars delivered. I think I got five or six sets. It cost whoever it was I bought it from ten dollars and fifty cents to mail them. So um, I think That's it cost me thirty. Easy. So yeah. So uh, I like I said I, I can't talk about certified enough. I, I really think that's a really great product with a lot of great Ricky. So, um, but yeah, he doesn't have a uh, a bunch of stuff uh, for the rookie stuff. And then naturally, with him winning um, Xfinity last year, uh, he's gonna have all kinds of modern stuff. But, again, I don't think any of his stuff is really uh, that expensive. There's really nothing expensive in, in NASCAR, unless maybe you're shooting after um, Haley Deegan. So her stuff is still – the low number stuff is crazy. But. Yeah, his, uh, his 16 certified art graphs are, you know, 5 or $6 a piece. Um, so definitely not too expensive. And, actually, we talked about this one of the other shows, uh, doing the case breaks for the drivers, um, somebody actually was able to get the Tyler Reddick, all the Tyler Reddick cards from somebody's case break for four dollars. So that was a, it's a pretty good deal for something like that. Something you don't think about too much with NASCAR. Oh, definitely, and, and you know, with him going from JR to Richard Childress Racing, you know, he has an opportunity now to go to a Cup ride. Uh, not saying. Um, He's going uh, right away, but actually, I think if I remember right, uh, he actually is going to do a, a couple of races with Cup, either one or more, with Richard Childress Racing. So, um, I, I think he has potential. I don't know if he's necessarily a lock. So, um, but at that price point, you don't think a lock to be a superstar at the next level. I'm not saying he's not going to be, but. Um, you know, you have um, Ty Dillon, not Ty Dillon, Austin Dillon, and then um, uh, who else is over there? Christopher Bell. Uh, no. Oh, I thought you were or, talking about Infinity Series. No, no, no. Uh, I was just saying that Richard Schultz is racing. So, oh, um, gotcha. gotcha. So I'm saying with his, his uh, pathway to the to the cup level. Like I said, he was Xfinity champion last year and he's won this year. So uh, he's somebody maybe to uh, take a look at, um, you know, and, and just kind of keep an eye on. So see if he wins uh, some more. I think um, how many wins did he have last year? He had two wins last year and seven top fives, 20 top tens. So pretty I'm looking. I'm looking at the the standings 
for the Xfinity Series, you know, as of today. Um, not a guy that I'm familiar with by any stretch. Uh, more familiar with Christopher Bell and Cole Custer and uh, Greg Galding, of course, because of the Panini stuff right now. But, you know, Tyler Reddick, his numbers kind of jump off the screen at me in two different ways. So nine starts, one win. Uh, there's a couple guys that have two wins, so he's not the leader in wins. But top five finishes, he has seven. and top ten finishes, he has eight. So he leads uh, the Xfinity Series in both of those categories. But kind of surprising to me, he's only led 199 laps. Uh, but by comparison, Christopher Bell has led 454. Um, you know, maybe I'm looking at that wrong as an outsider, but to me that's to me, that's impressive that he's only led 199, but he still has that many top finishes. Am I am I looking at that correctly? Is he does he no? That's a good that's a good call. Yeah, I think what that shows is that um, maybe they don't start off in the best spot. He has two poles out of the um, yeah two poles out of the nine, but working with the team and getting that car, uh, you know, you just need to lead the last lap. So. Um, right, absolutely. And so that says a lot, actually, That because um, we talk about Christopher Bell, um, how good he is, and uh, he's almost, like I said, I think led twice as many laps. But, yeah, when you were talking about that, I saw where, um, you know, he's won, he's been in eight top tens out of nine races. That's <laughs> that's really good. So um, so maybe I have to say, yeah, he, you know, he um, he's pretty good. And he's with a new team, too. So, you know, I can see where somebody says, oh, well, that's eight losses out of nine races, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But at the same time, he's always in contention, it seems like. Um, you know, and it, it would be one thing if it was eight top tens and maybe one top five. Um, but it's eight top tens and seven top fives. Um, so, I mean, those numbers overlap because obviously we've only had nine races. So, really that he's only had one race where he's been between six and 10. Uh, so I mean, to me, that's, that's really impressive. Um, especially like you just reiterated the Christopher Bell. I mean, he far and away leads on the laps led for the season. Nobody's even close to him. Uh, but you know, he has less top finishes than, than Reddick. So, I mean, if I was going to pick between the two, I think I would go with Reddick over Bell. Yeah, you know, when you're, you're saying that, I'm looking at the other oh, some other averages. Yes, his average start is 4.1. His average finish is 4.9. Um, so yeah, he's you know he's staying up there. And a championship really uh, comes down to um, consistency. So you know he's kind of not slowing down from where he left off last year. So yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I think I'm going to do it again. I think I'm going to go buy a car. Don't check out my car. That's for talking. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, um, check out my cards. You know, um, I don't know if everybody uses check out my cards. Um, you know, it's a site I found a couple of years ago, and uh, I, I think when I saw it originally, I kind of shied away with it because you have to have some kind of not kind of. Let me rephrase that. You kind of you need to deposit some money there. 
to start really trying to get going. Really, before you do anything, yeah. Yeah, and I think that kind of soured me to begin with, but then I heard some other guys, um, you know, I think it was uh, Ryan maybe, uh, I'm going to give a shout-out, can't talk enough about Ryan and, and Colin from Sports uh, Card Radio. Those guys are great. Um, but, you know, I was like, well, let me take another look at it. And, um, you know, I had some PayPal money and just moved some PayPal money over there. I think, like I said, I had picked up a Chase Elliott, um, whatever it was, a couple of years ago. Um, and you don't necessarily need to send, and I don't know if people realize this, you don't necessarily send have to send all that stuff back to you when you purchase it. So it's basically they park it in, in, um, in the warehouse for you. Yeah, there are definitely, and, uh, you know, we could probably do a whole episode on this, but uh, there are multiple ways to sell and to buy, and it's figuring out which way you want to do it or if you want to do the mixture um, and taking advantage of everything, like you said, about the storage. Um, there are definitely more positives than negatives, and I think a lot of people get caught up on the negatives of you know, kind of like what you said with the, you know, the initial deposit of $10 is the minimum. Uh, but I think once people start using it, I think a lot of people get not like addicted to it, but it's it's almost too easy uh, to spend money on here. <laughs> I definitely can see that. Hopefully, you know, I've done both where um, I bought some stuff to reflip. I bought some stuff to send home. And then I've also actually sent stuff in. I think when I went to um, the Atlantic City show, I actually brought some cards with me and gave it to the gave it to them because they're always at every show. And uh, right. I think it took a couple of months for them to um, to get them listed. And there's different ways um, to send them cards. You, they actually. If you're sending them newer stuff, if you're sending stuff uh, maybe 2019, I don't know how far back to 2018, you actually can get that listed and on the site quicker than if you have some older stuff. Or um, and there, there's uh, a smaller number, and then there's like a bulk uh, for them. To, if you send them a bulk amount of cards, and then there's a larger time window to get those cards added so um you know if you find some stuff like i was talking about the toleretic if nobody's got any for sale well you know um pull some from the inventory and then um send them up there and and um and list them so have you done it have you sent any cards in i've sent way more cards on there than i've flipped um really yeah th- that's definitely one of the drawbacks is you know it's thirty cents a piece right out of the gate. Um, it's not a pay upon sale; it's a pay upon listing. Uh, so to me, that's one of the drawbacks for sure. Um, but also at the same time, I can see for them they don't want millions and billions of 1988 tops cards sitting around that nobody's ever going to actually buy. Uh, so I, I understand it from both sides, but uh, I've sent way more than been flipped um, because it's an easy way to clear out inventory and I don't have to send a list or anything like that. I can just pack cards up and ship it and they know what to do with it. Yeah, I like the fact that they scan everything in. But also, I I understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly, front and back. And then you can kind of somewhat zoom in on it too. So, 
Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And one of, one of the things, though, I like about that is, you know, you don't want to be sending in, like you said, um, the 1992, 1991 Max cards um, that are, you know, non-stars or whatever, because uh, you're already down 30 cents a piece. Um, you know, you want to send in some of the better cards. Um, but it also helps keep the site, um, I don't say vibrant, like sports slots, I like, but you know each each common is you know eighteen cents, and then if you go to sell, I think they make nine cents, and you make nine cents, and it's you know you hold the inventory, and it's you know you put your ton of stuff, and and nobody buys it. So um, I like what checking my card does about that, even though I don't like it, but I understand it. So, and then there's a fee to uh, maintain your inventory that have that are cards for sale. Right. Very, Which very is, minimal. Yeah. Right. I think it's still a penny a card as long as it's over 75 cents or something like that. So, I mean. Yeah, and they changed their structure minimal. too. They changed their structure too. I think if you have a, some high dollar cards, um, you have to pay more per month for, I think, you know, security or something like that, right, or keep them secure. Yeah, and I, I would imagine part of that's probably insurance as well. Um, I'm, I'm imagining if you put, you know, that your card's $1,000 versus this guy that's putting it at 20000 you know, I would imagine that they kind of, their insurance policy maybe not fluctuates, but probably gets reviewed quite often. Right. And then I don't know how you check out my cards, but I like to look at the recently added. So I'm looking, you know, if you're a baseball guy or a basketball guy or whatever, you know, you select your sport and do uh, recently added, and then you can find stuff that's been scanned and, and just been put on the site. Sometimes there's opportunities to uh, snatch up some stuff um, there. I don't know how – is that how you do it as well or – I'm a little different on that. Um, the only time I ever go and just look at everything is if I'm flipping. Um, and honestly, I haven't done that for a, a, probably a year or so. Um, I've been more into the trying to finish all these sets that I've let go unfinished for years. Um, so it's nice to, you know, hey, go through, you know, this 1993 Tops or, you know, whatever, and, oh, I forgot to get that one card. It's nice that I can just go get that one card and just leave it and have it shipped all together um, instead of having to pay, you know, a minimum of 99 cents on eBay. I can go to check on my cards and pay 32 cents and just ship it in two weeks kind of thing. Um, so I've been more of, I guess, a picky buyer, but kind of, with a purpose, uh, so trying to fill sets or, you know, if some prospect comes up or we're on the show talking about a, a particular driver, I can go get the one card that we're talking about and then just, you know, have stuff shipped. And I actually did get some stuff at the house yesterday that came from Check Out My Cards and then had a few of the uh, NASCAR rookie cards that I've purchased during many of our discussions. So, uh 
that's that's the nice thing for me is I can buy one card at a time and not have to overpay. Yeah, you do, you do that kind of bulk shipping. Um, one of the things that got me, I guess, into checking my cards is the e uh, upper decks e packs, and so I worked on that. Um, I'm gonna say Comporium, but it's not. It's Compendium set. It's in 900 yeah. cards. Yeah, it's 900 cards, and because of the way that works, uh, that 25 cents hasn't been paid yet. So for every card uh, that I want to get, I have to pay 25 cents to get. So I think it's gonna be 200 and some dollars when I'm done. But it's a 900 card set, and uh, so I'm slowly working on that. So I'll. Um, buy, flip, whatever, and, and accumulate some money and get 30 bucks, and then I'll send 100 cards home, and then I might throw in a couple of NASCAR cards that I want to get. Uh, I've been working on – a side note is um, I keep – I've been talking about the Kyle Busch Motorsports fan day. So he's officially announced that it's going to be May 24th. That's the Friday before uh, the Coke 600 at 8 a.m. Uh, you have to be a fan club member to go and they'll give you a little uh, when you join the fan club you get a little card and bring that to um, uh, the fan day but then um, he's going to be there so you get two autos from Kyle Bush uh, Samantha's wife will be there um, they do really great work with their foundation um, for um, in vitro fertilization stuff for uh, folks trying to have a children that can't um, they awarded actually somebody a $20,000 um uh, grant to help them uh, have a child. And then um, so Samantha will be there and Kyle as well as his driver. So Todd Gillen will be there uh, and a couple other ones. So I've been going out uh, trying to find um, some of their base cards to have when I go um, to that. That's one of the things I'll be doing. So um, side note there. So I've been uh, uh, trying to accumulate some uh, of the Kyle Busch Motorsports truck drivers so I can uh, get those autographs. So I would imagine, and this is something we've never talked about, I would imagine trying to buy bulk lots of racing cards. Like if you're trying to buy 25, 50, or 100 of a particular card, it's way more difficult with racing than it is for other sports, um, unless maybe it's like the 91 Max stuff, but I would imagine it's way more difficult for racing. Yes, it it is very hard to get large numbers of stuff. And usually, you know, the I've seen some uh, some folks, you know, plop down 5, 10, 15 cards to a driver and they'll sign them all. Um, and then I've seen others where, like Jeff Gordon, you you, you put – he'll only sign one. That's it. You get a, he'll sign one or he'll give you a signed hero card. That was it. You know, it wasn't uh, – so some of them are really, so really picky with their signing. Others um, – you know, you give them a stack and uh, they'll sign. So, you know, I guess where I'm going is, you know, trying to find the stack of cards um, is kind of tough. So I use sports lots. I use check on my cards. I try um, stuff that I get in um, packs as well as um, eBay. So uh, usually you have an idea of, you know, who you're looking for and um, just kind of accumulate them. And then, you know, having sets or whatever might break out some cards. So, uh, it's tough, but I usually – my unwritten rule is I usually try for two. Um, usually a driver will sign both. If they don't want to sign, they'll let you know. They either say they're not signing today 
or they'll sign one and, and hand it back. And it all depends on, you know, the situation, how crowded it is. You know, you, you right. want to be fair to the other folks that are trying to get autographs too, right? Uh, instead of the one person, uh, if he's got five minutes to sign and you hand them a stack of 20 cards, you know, it's kind of not the, you know, you want to be considerate to uh, the other folks that are trying to get autographs. So I know we went off on a tangent, but. Hey, I think it, I I like doing that every once in a while. You know, I think it, I think it's beneficial because you know you can plan stuff all day, but you know sometimes the off track conversations are better. Um, so I wanted to ask because I know you do a lot of autographs, and I'm not super familiar with a lot of the brands, although there is some crossover like certified and those types. Uh, but do you have a go to? hard brand that you like to get signed? Like, I know you said you've worked on a few sets and a few, like, you try to do rookie cards, but is there a default, like, oh, you know, 16 certified, for example, I just like the way that that looks or the way that the autograph turns out because of the card sheen? Is there something that's your go-to for autographs? Uh, Usually it's some I've done sets, like the 2015 press pass when, when press pass decided they were going to stop producing cards and they pretty much dumped that 2015 out on the market and said, all right, we're, we're done. Uh, that was one of my projects too. I thought, well, I'll, I'll try to get that whole 2015 sign. So, but if it's not that, then I'm looking for maybe what the card looks like for color. Um, for some reason I'm thinking of like, um, John Hunter Nemechek. Some cards are darker, so they're trying to get, um, you know, you don't want to do black shop, Sharpie on black. And then um, we can talk about another time, too, about, uh, you know, different kind of markers. So I have a, a silver I go to and a gold. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, the card itself. Um, I think I was talking about, like, the 2016 um, Panini Instant, the Jimmy Johnson um, seven times, you know, I, I wanted to get him to sign that and, you know, whatever the color was, I needed to, you know, uh, deviate with the marker. So, um, so I don't necessarily have a brand. It's more maybe, um, what I think looks good or what will look good. It's kind of funny after doing the autographs for a while, I look at a card, I'm like, these would be good to get autographed. And, you know, others are too dark. Like the 2016, certified I love because they have that silver whitish border and then the, the 2016 torque is very dark it's got the black border so I'm not a big fan of getting the 2016 torque autograph does that make sense yeah I'm really surprised you said 2015 press pass uh, that wasn't a design that I was familiar with but I looked it up it's a darker card I'm really surprised that you had said that yeah, and actually, the 2015's got two different print runs. So the the ones that came in the hobby boxes, uh, actually, well, yeah, everything was in no, everything was hobby, and then blaster. There's um, uh, there's some kind of logo on it that the blasters didn't have. If that makes sense. So there's two there's two versions. Okay, okay, it does make sense. Yeah, and, and those you don't even see those wax boxes anymore. Um, I don't know if you've seen blasters anymore. When those are one of those things where um, when they went out of business, those boxes shot up to oh, 300, 350, or something. And then 
they're gone. I don't even think I've seen any 2015, but yeah, I've been working on the 2015 set. I'm almost done. I'm hoping that Tony Stewart gets uh, in the Hall of Fame, which he should, because he's one of the guys that I need. Um, I think he, he's one of the last ones. Because some of the drivers have multiple cards, and some okay. of them are really tough to get. So trying to get four Jeff Gordon autographs is tough. Trying to get four Jimmy Johnson autographs is tough. But um, but I'm determined. So uh, I actually have a blog on it that for my my run of uh, getting autographs. So I'll have to move that over to my uh, normal uh, NASCAR radio site. So. So I don't know if you want to uh, leave it there. Um, I don't know if you have any other thoughts. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, that seems like a decent stopping point. That's about, I think, about 40 minutes or so. Um, the one thing I did want to mention, and I didn't want to cut you off earlier because you had talked about the podcast and then we kind of went straight into Chase Elliott, was I see that we already have one rating on iTunes, one five-star rating. Um, so anytime that anybody feels that they you know, have a free second to go and rate um, rate the podcast, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, definitely leave a review. Tell us what you like or what you don't like or, you know, what we can do better or what you'd like to hear. So any of that stuff helps helps us get a little bit more, uh, not recognition, but a little bit more uh, discovered, I guess, and more people are maybe more people will start talking about these NASCAR trading cards. Yeah, if you're a NASCAR so we have a five trading card right now, let's keep it there. Oh, definitely. Uh, we're, you know, uh, if you're a NASCAR trading card fan, you know, please leave a, a review. Uh, it helps us and share uh, the podcast. Um, I, you know, this is the only place in the world you'll hear talk about where you'll hear NASCAR trading cards. Um, you know, hobby tips and everything else. We greatly appreciate it. Well, please leave, uh, you know, feedback. Uh, we'll we'll check it, and uh, we only want to get better and grow the NASCAR trading card uh, hobby. Um, you know, there's, it's a big passion of ours, and uh, you know, love trading cards. And um, yeah, if you can leave a review, and uh, that would be fantastic. So you know, you can find. Um, me on uh, Twitter at NASCAR Radio. Uh, if you have questions or whatever, um, you know, uh, that's the best place to find me. And um, Jason, you? Um, everything is SCC Trading Cards um, or Still City Collectibles. The Twitter and Instagram is SCC Trading Cards, um, Facebook, and, of course, the website, Still City Collectibles and stillcitycollectibles.com. Yeah, check out Steel City Collectibles. You know, they've got, um, I think you guys are, have, you know, 2019 Dunruss. Uh, there's no other new products yet. Um, and then also check out uh, Steel City Collectibles for the, the older products as well. Um, and um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Like I said, leave a review. And don't forget Dawsonville. And be check out Twitter for um, the tweet. And so the bonus Twitter, uh, Dawsonville will get you uh, the – uh, the uh, Wild Bill from Dawsonville, uh, 2019 Donruss Optic signed and numbered, I think, to 75. So 
All right, everybody, thanks for listening, and um, we will see you back uh, next week. Yep, sounds good.